It's a Dapper Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So buckle up! Ian, here we are, another week in quarantine. Another week. Another week. This is week nine. Week nine. Wow. Feeling fine, I guess. Feeling fine. Week nine, feeling fine. You know what? That is that is a good slogan for all of us who twist our arm, have to stay home from work. Oof. To help yeah. everyone else. You know what? That mm-hmm. is the right thing to do. Yep. Um, we have an ethical responsibility. Yes, that's it. Yes. Um, the weather's getting warmer. How... It is. Like, it's... Go on, go on. Oh, no, no. I was just going to ask you, how are you feeling about heading into the summer in quarantine? <sighs> Cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so, like, uh, my girlfriend and I will, like, take a walk if it's nice out. And luckily, like, a lot of people... It seems to be a New York thing, like a New York City thing, that a lot of people understand what's at stake. So while people are out, I am seeing a lot of, like, masks on, which is good. Um, So I'm interested to see where this leads to as far as, like, we'll call it the next 12 weeks goes. Right. Um, Because, yeah. um, Yeah, um, I'm interested to see what happens because I don't even I can't even imagine what that's going to look like. I just don't know. What do you think? Well, I I like that the warm weather is improving everyone's mood. I think that that is like the first thing I'm I'm most grateful for in the change. It's mega helpful. Mega helpful. I mean just like just to have sun coming in the windows. Like right now I, you know, it's kind of streaming across my shoulder and my lap. And I'm really, I'm, I'm grateful to open the windows. I like that. Yes. Uh, it does worry me. I think the parks are already so busy and people um, will be even more encouraged to hit the beach or go to the park or such and such, especially because the playgrounds are closed. Right. Excuse me, I burped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that you know, those are, those are my concerns, but... I think good yeah. weather generally outweighs the cons. Um, even in a hot, muggy, 100-degree subway car summer, I I still love New York. And I think that that is, like, what I'm most looking forward to is, like, that kind of summer New York tree smell. I can't describe right. it better than that, but I, I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And uh, also... I will be turning 29 on June 5th. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. The last year of my 20s, honey. Yeah, ring it in. Ring it in, honey. I need to figure out what I'm doing for my birthday. I'm thinking maybe a, a Zoom game night. I don't really know. Ooh, that could be fun. That could be fun. That could be fun. I mean, we already talked about on our last episode how you, like, successfully like facilitated a flawless um trivia night multiple times thank you over zoom i appreciate you saying it was flawless because it definitely was not and you are a good friend (laughs) i try you know i'm that's what i'm here for but it was i you know what i tuned into some to another um trivia night that was like a uh organized by a you know a, a corporate a company that that puts together game nights and trivia nights and such and they were very disorganized. And they also, like, 
hadn't done their research for the questions. There were multiple answers available. And I was just, I was really glad that I had put in so many hours to plan the trivia nights for for us, for our friends, you know, just Mm -hmm. so that there was less confusion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, why do you even bother if you have, like, no research and multiple answers? Yes. Can you, if you... I was about to say if you can believe it, but you 100% can. It was Gilmore Girls trivia, and the number of questions that had multiple answers because there were plot points that happened in multiple seasons, like, you know, or like the, not plot points, but like the, um, the question could apply to multiple things. Like during the show, it's not a spoiler to say that we see Rory in high school and college. And some of the questions would be related to school, but they wouldn't specify what years we were talking about. Yeah, that's messy. It was messy. It was messy is the perfect word for it. Mm, Cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to planning some kind of birthday thing. And yeah, uh weren't you also part of um sorry to interrupt um weren't you part of like a murder mystery party recently for like a zoom birthday party yes my friend salmonella oh friend Friend of the show salmonella oh my god we we need to have her back on um Mm -hmm. friend of the pod salmonella had a birthday party recently that was a murder mystery theme and it was very exciting and people got very into their roles people dressed up and we were like jaws on the floor when we found out who the murderer was we like had it was the best it was that's fun fun. and that's the thing have you done murder mystery parties before that because i never have and i'm I'm really, I really want to try one. I don't know, like, I don't even know how they work. Like, I know so little about them, but, like, every time someone has them, like, everyone just has a blast, it feels like. I never have done one before, but it surprises me that you haven't because you're such, like, a staunch fan of Clue. Like, you like that stuff, right? I do like that stuff. Um, Like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm as into it as, like, other people that I know. Like, I'm not someone, I love that movie, but, like, I wouldn't say that i can like quote it front to back like oh a weird. few of my I friends could that that was one of your movies like one of your like desert island movies weird i don't know who i'm thinking of then but it's regardless, okay. i mean i do i do love it you're not wrong to say that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yes oh my gosh if you if you want to do a murder mystery party we a hundred and now my my best friend eric and i have sourced a company that formats them for zoom so i can definitely That's awesome. show it to you yeah we could totally do one that'd be so fun oh word yeah yeah we chose from like 15 different themes or storylines it was really fun the one i wanted to do was like a pirates of the caribbean like you know like uh old timey pillaging story but the one we decided to do was like a modern burlesque club murder Mm, mm, cool. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, wow. Oh man, I did, I did a, I just remembered I did, um, uh, it's going to sound weird at first, but, um, I was part of a dance to that song in college. Yes, you were. Oh my it God. Was, Give us the details, Ian. Well, um, yeah. So like we had like an annual dance concert every year and, um, that not to brag or anything, but that I was in charge of producing for two years. Um, oh. but yeah, um, and I think it was my junior year. One of my roommates, actually, from college, he is not only, like, an incredibly talented dude, but, like, he's an incredibly talented choreographer, and something he excels at are, like, these show-stopping big production numbers. Like, even to the point where, like, I had to be like, I know what you're going for here, I know what you want, 
but I can't have it rain glitter on the stage. You're the opening number. (laughs) And so it was this huge, fun, like, eight of us, like, four boys, four girls partnering with each other, just this high energy, like, uh, like, not modern dance, but, like, contemporary, like, almost, like, theatrical jazz kind of thing. And it was so much fun. And, like, it was so challenging and, like, definitely, like, a great cardio exercise if nothing else but like it was like such a cool it was just like such a cool time and like it was such like a good group of dancers to be part of and yeah um and now that song is stuck in my head because i'm thinking about that amazing is there a video of this performance and how do i watch it if you like dig deep into like the archives of photos and videos tagged of me like it was i think it was from it's it, it was either 2012 or 2013 um that we did that number okay so praise, because i'm very excited to do that that is yeah. what i will do as soon as we're done recording this episode <laughs> <laughs> right have you seen yeah. the movie burlesque um i haven't i've seen like bits and pieces in passing like i remember we did like we were doing a 10 out of 12 one day and like one of the cast members like had that movie just on in the dressing room which was like totally not like allowed by any means but like <laughs> People were just sitting there in the women's dressing room, just, like, watching burlesque in between cues, like... Okay, because burlesque is, like, fantastic, and it's, like, one of those movies that in some ways is so bad it's good, but then in other ways, like, the numbers, the production numbers are, like, amazing. Like, evocative of, like, Oscar-winning Chicago. Like, just Mm. so high concept spectacle dance it's so beautiful so i would say like but the plot is like just absolute trash that's (laughs) that's what makes a good movie musical frankly Um, Uh, i guess it's a movie with music it's not a musical but sure um but it has so many wonderful people in it Cher, stanley tucci cam gigande obviously christina and Cher are the stars christina aguilera um, and who else is in it? Julianne Hough, Kristen Bell. It's like... Real? Wait, Kristen Bell is in this movie? Oh, Ian, she plays the mean girl. Oh, man. Oh, man, I love Kristen Bell as a mean girl. Oh, she's, she's fantastic. Okay, Ian, definitely watch this tonight. And if you tell your girlfriend that you want to watch Burlesque, she 100% has already seen it and will encourage you to sit down and do it. I'm pretty sure she has. Of course she has, because she's a millennial woman. She knows right. what is good. <laughs> Uh, all right well on that happy chipper note (laughs) yep should we go to the thing that happened this week i don't see why not let's do it all right the thing that happened this week click cue the music ian brodsky hello are you ready for hashtag this week's thing ready and raring all right, tell us what happened to you this week. So, this week, like, it was just, like, a small little blip of time, but, like, was really great. Um, so I, the other day, I went out to get groceries. That's not the thing that happened this week, but it's part of it. Um, I, mean, I went out to get groceries. I already in quarantine, right? just to go out and, and get groceries. <laughs> I, I will, I'm, I'm happy to say this time it was considerably less crowded, and that asshole that was, like, from Columbia Med that we discussed on our last episode, oh, he was not there, so that's good. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that pissed um, me off. But on that corner where the grocery store was, I ran into one of my best little buddies. I ran into my buddy Dan. Um, 
Oh, you, and ta- you said little buddy, and I thought, I was like, are you friends with a child or a dog no, or something? <laughs> no, I don't even know why I called him little buddy. Like, like he's just, I don't know, he's just like my good, he's a good guy. Like, he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Love that dude. But forever it's, will he be known as little buddy My Dan. little buddy. Little buddy Dan. Um, but, and like, it was so great, like, to see, like, a friend in the flesh, because I haven't seen anyone in person like, except for my girlfriend, like, since mid-March. And, right. like, just to run into him, like, on the street corner, it's like, of course, like, all you want to do is just, like, tackle your friend and, like, you know better than that. Like, like we, I didn't do that at all, but it was cool to just stand there and be like, it's really you! Oh, um, you didn't? Because I've been hugging every person I see. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I hug everyone. I mean, even strangers. People think it's weird, but I'm about it. I mean, it's very New York in a way. <laughs> Do you know what my favorite New York thing is that I heard someone do the other day and I was like, oh my God, this is my New York. What? Is when there was a delivery guy leaving a doorman building when I was on my way to a doctor's office. I like walked by a doorman building on Central Park West and this delivery guy was packing up his like seamless bag and hopping on his bike. And as he rode away, the doorman said, see you later, boss. Yup. That's so a big one. Up. See you later, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calling people boss. Like, that's, that's like, very, that's pretty peak New York. That is peak New York. When I was in the hospital, one of my nurses called me boss, and it made me so, it made me feel so important. I remember, um, like, the first time I got an apartment. Like, the, like, when I was first looking for apartments, the apartment that I ended up, like, applying for and got, like, mm-hmm. the, the realtor that was showing it to me was, like, on the phone at one point he's like okay boss and then he was like you know it's funny because like i could talk to you and be like okay boss and then i talked to my boss and he's really my boss and i'm like yeah that this is what i'm in for i can't wait <laughs> i talked to my boss and he's really my boss oh <laughs> uh, yeah. well thus endeth the first tangent. the first tangent but and like it's but yeah so i ran into my friend and like it's so funny because he was just like out for a walk and like and, like, he was, like, dressed up to, like, not in a suit or anything, but he had, like, a cardigan on and, like, a button, like, a polo shirt. And, like, he looked good. Like, he totally could have been on his way to, like, his desk job or what have what you. What kind of quarantine is little buddy Dan having that he's I, dressed up like that? Well, I, I, I mean, pretty chill. Like, the funny thing is, like, we didn't have a, we didn't have a whole lot to catch up on because we had just FaceTime like, a couple days before that. So... <laughs> So, like, we were just kind of, like, standing there, like, looking at each other, like, so, what you up to? <laughs> um, but because, like, like he's very much, like, a chill dude. Like, he'll be at home and, like, he won't, like, not that he won't change, like, clothes, but, like, he'll very much stay in, like, the sweats and, like, kind of thing. Right. Um, so I can imagine, like, the opportunity to, like, go out in public and, like, kind of, like, dress to impress a little bit. Like, I can see the appeal in that, like... I'd be chosen for that. Yeah, I I do feel more like myself when I put on jeans. Like, it's right. re- you know, I've been wearing yoga clothes for so long. I will say this makes me think about how weird it's going to be to go back to our lives and visit with people where there's never been a long time no see vibe that right. inc- where everyone was doing the same thing. Like, right. I, don't need, I don't need to be caught up on what you did. Like, I know what you were doing. Right. It's funny to be like, how do we just sort of, like, continue on knowing how we're doing, but, like, now in person, and it's like, 
more or less like back to normal in a weird way like even though it's like not normal at all like yeah yeah very unusual but I love that you ran into your friend like you your heart probably needed that it was so great like I I was yeah it was real exciting um yeah so that that that's what happened to me this week and is little buddy Dan doing okay yeah overall he's doing well um or at least so like that's what it seems like like we were talking and he's like He's also very much a homebody, so, like, to be at home and chilling and, like, not really have to, like, go in for work, like, that's... He seems to be doing well, so I'm happy to hear that, and it was great to FaceTime with him a few days ago as well, so, yeah. All, like, good, positive, vibey things. I love that. True friendship can't be stopped by this virus. That's a fact. Facts. Facts, son. Facts. (laughs) Um, That's well, facts. I love that thing that happened this week, Ian, and I am I am okay. happy for you. Thank you. All right, your turn. My turn. Cue, Cue the, the music. music. All right, Claire. Yeah. Tell us what happened to you this week. Okay. Well, this week was a little wild for me. Um. But I'll just get right down to it. Basically, my this week's thing boils down to becoming a little bit famous overnight. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Now, it's no secret to our listeners or to you or to anyone who's ever talked to me in the last year that I spend a lot of time on TikTok and I was already a TikTok personality in some ways. I already had a pretty substantial following on the app. Uh... And by the time the quarantine began, I had just over 50, 51,000 followers. So it wasn't like there was no one following me to begin with. But uh, a few days into the shelter-in-place order, we started doing the citywide clap. And after the citywide clap one night, I sang for my neighbors. I had heard some local radio stations were doing sing-alongs and... The first one was New York, New York. So when I leaned out my window to sing New York, New York, no one else joined me. <laughs> and I ended New York. up just giving a concert to my neighbors. Right. So fast forward three, four weeks, and uh, I was reached out to by, well, okay, I'm, hold on, before I get there. So fast forward about two weeks, I'd say. And the videos of me singing out my window that I had been putting on TikTok started to go viral. The one that, yeah, like extremely viral, like to the point that I was gaining, like I had, I had spent a year gaining 50,000 followers and then I gained the other 50,000 followers in the course of like five days. And so then... (laughs) So then I had 100,000 followers and I was like, whoa, this is like a little bit wild. And shortly thereafter, the videos, you know, they had become a series basically where I had, uh, I had posted enough of the videos and people were recognizing me as like people on TikTok call me like the window singer or window lady. Um, (laughs) (laughs) window lady window lady because i'm old now apparently because you're 97 (laughs) classy window bitch (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
Uh, so, uh, anyway, fast forward now, it's been about four weeks since I started posting those videos. Well, now it's been, now, now that this episode is airing, it's been about six or seven weeks since I posted the first video. But this past week, I was reached out to by the New York Times to do a feature in Modern Love. And so I had pitched them the story like three weeks before when no one really knew what I was doing. And like I had, you know, I had some followers, but not 100,000. And so I, uh, I did the New York Times article. It dropped this past Wednesday. And then like a few nights before the article dropped, I was reached out to by WBR in Boston, which is a NPR affiliate that wow. wanted me to do uh, Modern Love, the podcast. And then I was reached out to by Pure Wow uh, the same week, and they wanted to do a, a partnership for their social media of a series of me doing the window singing videos. Awesome. And then I was reached out to by BuzzFeed Video and Vox, and it kind of started tumbling out of control a little bit the day that the new york times article ran it wasn't that busy but then the next day i gained like 15 20 000 followers in a day holy crap yes so, so i've been having a little bit of a busy week on social media i'd say yeah oh my <laughs> god congratulations thank you thank you so much but anyway i just As I told uh, Rebecca Jennings of Vox, (laughs) which I don't know if it'll make the article, but I told her that I believe that TikTok is the people's app. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I I love TikTok. I love wholesome content. I love the community there. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunity for the fact that people are interested in what I'm doing and want to hear what I have to say or sing out a window, as it were. Right. (laughs) I mean... They're all ferociously incredible videos because you're just ferociously incredibly talented. So that's a given. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, now, can you talk about like, um, are, I, I saw the Modern Love uh, article. Has the podcast already come out or? So the podcast dropped that morning. So basically, so right. <laughs> this is what's really weird. I was reached out to by the producer of the Modern Love Pod, and it was she reached out to me on Friday night, like five days before the episode was going to air. And she asked me if I could, or it was Saturday night, and she asked me if by Sunday night I could climb into a quiet space, which I climbed into my closet, um, and, <laughs> and uh, record myself telling my story in my own words as if I was speaking to a friend. Got it. So I got into my closet and recorded about two and a half, three minutes of audio, which they ended up using about a minute, minute and a half of it on the show. Mm-hmm. And... It was funny because I listened back to the episode and like, I guess I'm just more comfortable with this as a podcaster and already as someone who's done a lot of media training over like over the years um, and just kind of like trial and error of speaking to reporters. But right when I listened to the episode, it is very clear who took their instructions and who read their story like off the page. And as a podcaster, it had just never occurred to me kind of how different it sounds to hear people like 
just talking freely as opposed to talking with prompts. Right. Um, Interesting. Now, there are some some podcasts I love, like Office Ladies is the perfect example of a podcast where they use written prompts and note cards but tell you, like, next on my note card is this, so you know to expect it. But on Modern Love, they read the story kind of verbatim in most cases. And Mm -hmm. I had just never heard it without somebody saying, like, and now I'm going to read from X, Y, and Z. And so this sure. episode, it was like very, it was weird to hear myself on it, but it was also like very distinctive, the difference between all of the different um, deliveries. Cool. And now yeah. can you, like, are you able to talk about like what you're doing with BuzzFeed and, or uh, like, is that like developing stuff and like for Pure Wow and all that stuff? Like, is that in development or is that? Like, catch me up if you can, if you can even talk about it. Like, I don't know how these things work. I don't either. That's the thing. So Wow, okay, cool. <laughs> so Pure Wow, yes, I, I am developing a series with them called Singing at the Sill. Um, mm. And it's just, uh, you know, for social media across their platforms. Um, you can catch me on Instagram or TikTok on the Pure Wow page, and I will also be posting them. Um, with the same formatting um, but it's really just to uh, you know to lift people up to make them smile a little bit to give them you know a little 50 second escape from from the quarantine to to see what's going on here in Harlem um, BuzzFeed video just asked if they could post and tag my content uh, some of the window singing content and I told them yeah sure go for it it's already out on the internet for free yeah sure go for it yeah sure go for it I mean, like, if you want, if you're going to beg BuzzFeed, I guess. <laughs> if it will just end this conversation, BuzzFeed, I guess you can do that for me. If you'll just get off my fucking back. <laughs> um, yes, I was real. I was honored that BuzzFeed reached out. PureWow also reached out before the New York Times thing dropped, as did BuzzFeed. It, it, they, um, so it felt very... Uh, it was an honor to hear from publications that I love to read and I love to source um, in awesome. my own life. Um, not just because I was I was in the New York Times. Um, and uh, Vox has an amazing feature where they do a breakdown each week of um, things that are happening over on TikTok. It's like the best of the week in TikTok. Ah, right. Or on TikTok. Um, and so <laughs> I'm being featured in one of those. But I, as of this recording, I do not know when that will be dropping. Got it. Yeah. Well, um, that's so exciting. Like, holy crap. Like, Thank you. Thank I'm, you. <laughs> Yeah. I will say that I am a little bit nervous that now I'm kind of like pigeonholed into like doing music theater stuff on TikTok forever. But I does it have like... to be music theater? Like, because I know like you've done like you've done a whole like myriad songs. Like, yeah, I mean, I do sing a lot of pop out the window as well. I think that people are starting to see me as like, you know, I am a theater kid. It's very clear when I sing how I've been trained. Um, so <laughs> hilariously, I do have some trolls and one of them believes that I am overtrained. And I was like, mm, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's like, what an odd thing to troll. <laughs> you are overtrained. You're, you're too good. <laughs> I also have another troll that is um, that believes that I'm I'm singing in a way. He said that um, like 
that I was uh, over singing to the point where I where I couldn't have carried that voice through an entire show. And I was like, ha ha ha, tell that to my eight show schedule, dick. Like, right. Like something dick. you've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, you know, it's, it's weird now people know who I am. And obviously when you gain a following on one platform, you start gaining a following on another. Um, so yeah, I, like you know, have a your Instagram following over. blew up too. Yes, a little bit. Not not very much compared to TikTok. By no means is it anything like TikTok. But um, anyway, so that was my thing that happened this week. And uh, thank you to all of my <laughs> amazing followers. They're so generous and kind and wonderful. Aww. Oh, well, that's... I, I learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, Ian, I because, can't like, wait until so, like, on TikTok. I mean, can I? You're gonna hate me, Claire. I what? just deleted TikTok. No, Ian, you well, were on it. I w- I was on it for like three minutes. I posted like four videos. Only one, like my first one was me like pouring Caesar dressing on a kale salad. I literally Wait, I just remember this. I remember. I just this. said I... kale Caesar. That got like a thousand views, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like. <laughs> Nothing else I posted since has like really got any traction. Like, but it's also like it's it's an algorithm and a platform. It's like it's a whole new thing that like I just don't know how to navigate. And like, I thought about like I could put clips or snippets of like my original songs on there, but like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know what my TikTok identity would be because I feel like as much as I've curated like my Instagram and my um, Twitter, not personalities, but, like, the way, like, I present myself, which I think is, like, still very genuine, TikTok just feels different in a way, like, the same way that, like, Vine felt different than, like, the other ones. Um, So it's, like, I'm not, like, fully closing the door on it, but, like, it hasn't, like, I don't think I figured out my TikTok yet, and, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I just... Aside from, like, your videos and Brittany Broski, like, and Lizzo, like, those were the only three, one, like, accounts that I actually, like, enjoyed. <laughs> Brittany so, like, Broski. Um, for listeners that don't know, Brittany Broski is the kombucha girl. Yes! <laughs> Kombu- I love kombucha girl. Brittany is very sweet. I don't know her personally, but also, like, her content away from kombucha girl is, like, very, very loving, very gracious. Like, right. she seems wonderful. Right. Um, so but I'm Ian, definitely not closing. There's a lot of people who have TikTok that just use it to watch the videos. You don't have to be a content creator and still, you can still enjoy the app. You're right. And like, I've done that in the past, but like, I don't know, like it, I guess like the, the performer in me wants to like be <laughs> a part of it too. Right. No, I understand that. I definitely so, get that. Yeah. So maybe I'll make my triumphant return one day. We'll see. Well, um, I hope that you do. And until then, we wait with bated breath. Um, well, follow me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I broski. In the meanwhile. I broski. That's me. But I yeah. Broski. Well, amazing, Ian. Thank you for um, your honesty. That was very brave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. You know, it's we're living in a pan-pandemic world right now. So, like, I have to be brave. Yes, the pan-pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are we ready for the quiz? Let's quiz it up. Let's quiz. Quiz time. Yes. Yes. Yes.
Claire Manship. Yes. What are you obsessed with this week? I am obsessed with candles. Ooh. So since we've been home, obviously there's a lot of time for me to build ambiance in the space, and I've been getting a little bit sick of my living room. My roommate... (laughs) I don't blame you. I am super, super, super grateful to have a roof over my head. I don't want anyone to hear this and think like, oh, you're sick of your living room? Like, sure, okay, bitch. Like, (laughs) I will just say that seeing the same space constantly is, you know, I got to spice things up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, So the basic bitch in me pulled out all the candles and I light them at different times. I stage them around the room. Sometimes I have some on and not. Sometimes I put them in the windowsill. Um, so I'm just like, I'm, I'm switching up the space a little bit with candles. What I will say is like, if you don't know, like a gift to give someone, a candle is always a solid option. Okay. See, I believe that too, but it made me worried when Saturday Night Live put an entire song together called The Christmas Candle about how it is not a thoughtful gift. I forgot about that completely. So now I have to. Now I have to A, go back and watch that and B, like reconsider my options. Okay, so after the show, I'm going to watch you dance burlesque and you're going to watch the Christmas Christmas candle song. (laughs) Right. Oh, amazing. All right. Question number two? Yeah. Question number two. Um, As queen for a day, Mm -hmm. what would be your one decree? My one decree is that we give James Marsden an Oscar. I'm with you on that. I love James Marsden. James Marsden. We do not deserve James Marsden. Okay. That guy can do it all. He can do it all. He can do it all, Ian. I know you just said that, but I'm saying it again. Please, please amplify me to to your TikTok followers. He he can do it all. Honestly. Okay. He sings. He dances, he acts, he does rom-coms, he does dramas, he does I mean, he, he does musicals, he does everything. And he does it so classily. He never has a bad, shitty thing to say about anyone. He's never had a big Hollywood scandal. He just right. is a good fucking dude. And I, I think his performance as uh, the prince in Enchanted alone... Is, right is worthy of an oscar much less i mean i feel like you and i could do a whole podcast on enchanted honestly yes we could we could we really could we really could oh yes maybe there's a podcast in there of like underrated family movies mm, mm, yes family, family friendly wholesome content the podcast right <laughs> but he is just so fantastic and i was just talking with my best friend eric about how amazing he is in The Notebook. Like, the thing that's so horrible about The Notebook and the way things end between him and Rachel McAdams is that he is such a good guy to the point that he encourages her to go back to her hometown to discover what she had lost. Mm. And when he discovers that she's cheated on him, he he forgives her immediately and walks away. Way to go, Nicholas Sparks. Come on, Nicholas Sparks. Now, Nicholas Sparks, now, I went to school in Eastern North Carolina before I transferred to Elon, and I will tell you that people out there do not like Nick Sparks. Apparently, he's he's kind of a dick, I heard. That's a bummer. Um, But he writes a great romance tragedy. Yup. Doesn't he, though? 
He does. He does, honey bun. He does. Um, so that is my queen for the day. Give James Marsden a Oscar. Let's do it. Oscar. Um, question number three. Yeah. What are you watching and listening to this week? I have been watching the Netflix comedy improv specials of Middleditch and Schwartz. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, they're so wonderful. And just the callbacks, the jokes, like it's just, it's wrapped up, especially the first one, so tightly with a beautiful oh, bow. It's just The fantastic. first one was genius. Genius. I mean, actually genius. And like, I don't want to spoil love... anything about it, but I just, I, right. I encourage everyone to go watch. Even like the little bits where like they break character, like, <laughs> and like they just kind of talk to each other as Middleditch and Schwartz. Like those moments too are like hilarious, like yes. so good. Yeah. Oh man, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm also listening to Office Ladies. And um, this past week they did one of my favorite. Well, not this past week. I guess it was now three weeks ago by the time this airs. But they did one of my favorite episodes, Casino Night, which is the season two finale, and mm. they had John Krasinski on the pod, which is fantastic. Um, I have also been watching John Krasinski's Some Good News on YouTube, and he is so wonderful. Every week is a, is a fantastic surprise, and I love it so much. Um, I also recently, for one of my classes uh, that I've been, I've been doing some continuing education, and one of my classes it was on morality, and one week we talked about psychopathy, and there was an incredible TED Talk on psychopathy that I absolutely loved. So I'm going to um, look it up just one second because I want to get you the name of the right person. Hold on. Okay, the TED Talk is called Strange Answers to the Psychopath Test by John Ronson. And it is absolutely fascinating. It's one of the best things I've seen in a very long time and I would highly recommend it to everyone. I think when people are like, oh my God, your ex-boyfriend is a psychopath. Like, I don't think they realize what psychopathy is and how kind of advantageous it is for certain kinds of people. Obviously, mm. there are psychopathic killers and, you know, like horrible p- malicious people and people, well, they're not even malicious because a psychopath has no feeling. That's the thing, right? Right. So, like, I I think um, a lot of people don't understand what, like, psychopathy and sociopathy really are. But as someone who just took an entire course on psychological morality, I will tell you that this TED Talk taught me more than I think I've ever learned about the subject. So I really love it. TED Talks do be like that sometimes. TED Talks do be like that. I yeah. Like, a TED, TED just blows me up. I, TED is like... It's true. Ugh. Like the 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 wealthy white like mid Atlantic liberal in me is just like give me more Ted. <laughs> it's yeah, that's very much our brand. Oh, it's so great. Um, and I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention. Oh, and I wanted to mention in this segment because it's kind of related to what I'm watching. Uh, overall, like anytime. But I've been playing Seven Degrees of Separation with my friends on FaceTime, and it is a fantastic way to pass the time. Um, So if you want to, like, really jog your brain on movies and TV um, that that you want to go back to, playing Seven Degrees of Separation will bring up so many things that you're like, oh, I got to watch that. Um, So I just really encourage that as a form of entertainment. It's been so fantastic. That's a fun one, yeah. So fun. Uh, question number four. We're at four, right? Yeah, uh, hit me. Question number four. Um, who was the last person you texted aside from me? No cheating. 
it was my friend Kate. Kate used to be my boss, and now we are close family friends. Um, Aw, yay. Yay. And um, she and I uh, have been keeping in touch through this whole ordeal, and I just, I love their whole family. Obviously, the listeners know that I'm very close with her kids, Allison and Stella, and uh, her husband, David. I just love them all so much. So um, it was Kate. Aw, yay. Yay. Shout out to Kate. Shout out to Kate. She's literally such a boss ass bitch. I love her. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, a boss. Final question. Yeah. Uh, one person. <laughs> one person. Yep, that kind of day. Um, one person, living or dead, who you may or may not know who you'd like to wish well this week. I would like to wish well author Tara Westover. Tara wrote the book Educated about how she grew up in the middle of nowhere with family who didn't believe in education. And I am only halfway through the book. And obviously it was a New York Times bestseller. I know a lot of our listeners have already like poured their way through this book and fallen in love with the story and her bravery. But basically the punchline and the entire concept of the book is the first half is her growing up not even knowing like who the names of the presidents are she didn't even know 9-11 happened like Mm. all sorts of crazy dangerous unreal situations her mother was a um uh what's the word for a woman who helps people give birth uh like a doula or a midwife a midwife she was she's like a midwife for families who don't believe in medicine And the author, Mm. Tara Westover, she didn't even have a social security number. Like, I mean, just crazy, crazy, crazy. And the second half of the book is when she goes to university and learns about all of the things that she never realized existed. And it's just such an empowering... Of course, I'm only about halfway through, but already I just feel so empowered. Like, to be a woman, to take control of my own future, my own destiny, like... This book just speaks to that in such a beautiful, powerful way. So I wish well Tara Westover. Wow. Wowza. That's powerful. Wowza. Wowee. Wowza. Kaping. <laughs> Kablam. <laughs> oh, okay. Ian Brodsky, are you ready to take this week's quiz? Yes. Then let's do it. All right. You get a car. You get a car. Yes. It's Ian Brodsky. Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? Um, funnily enough, um, I'm obsessed with uh, the, the microphone that, uh, or microphones that Claire and I are currently using. Um, we're both using <laughs> old school, not old school, but we, um, we both got Yeti Blue microphones for the purposes of um, recording this podcast. Um, down the line, we switched to, um, we leveled up a little bit. Yes. Um, and today we are recording back on our, our good old Yetis. Um, <laughs> and I have not used my Yeti, like, I think I've used my Yeti more in the past two weeks than I have in the past two years. Wow. Just with, yeah, because, like, I've had to do some recording stuff and, like, some audition things came in. And I've been, like, sort of, like, mining some old knowledge from, like, past, like, classes and fancy best buy sessions where like i'm like i learned little gems of sound uh recording stuff and um i've been using it quite a bit and like it's been really nice to sort of like dust it off and get it working again and open up garage band and 
get all of that like moving and shaking again so it's been like it's less of like an obsession maybe and more of like a necessity that's just been like really fun for me but yeah that's that's where I'm at Yes, I love that. It's so funny because when we started doing the show in 2016, 2016, Ian, that <sighs> is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. You know me. You get me. And that oh, was yeah. the thing that happened this week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, We got these microphones and then we both tried to use them at the same time to record some of our early episodes when we realized that the computer could only recognize one of them. So we had to send my microphone away back to Blue for them to code my microphone differently than Ian's. And then when we brought it back, we discovered that the recording equipment we were using could only take one input. So then we had we had coded a microphone for actually no reason, but now right. we have a decoded microphone. So There you go. There you go. It worked so, out yeah. down the line. It really Apparently. did. It did. And I'm glad I have it. You know, I don't do very much voiceover auditioning, but just to know that I have this available is really helpful. <laughs> it's like a, it's like definitely a handy tool. And yeah. Yes. A microphone really is a tool. It, it is. Yes. You're a tool, Yeti. <laughs> Fucking tool. tool. Um, okay. Next question. King for a day. What is your decree? You know, it's funny that you brought up TED Talks because my decree would be that everyone has to go home, watch Brene Brown's Netflix special and her yes. TED Talk because yes. those two things have been so incredibly eye-opening for me just in sort of assessing my own relationship with vulnerability and shame and courage and um, also like for a bonus treat, look up her, uh, she has like a three-minute video that is animated over where she talks about empathy. And it's one of my favorite videos of all time. Mm. So I think we would all be better people if we sort of went home, sat down for like the hour and change, took some notes, and then like regrouped as a society. Yes. Yeah. Brene Brown is one of those people, like I can hear inspirational stuff from lots of different corners of the world, but her voice, there's something about the way she puts things, the way that she poses concepts that makes me go, okay, bish, okay. Right. Like, we're on the same page. And I think like it's because like she puts it in such a very casual, like communicative way that yeah. sounds it's, it's edible it's accessible it's edible that's it it's accessible that those are the words i was trying to think of but yes. um you said it yeah amazing well i think that that is a fantastic decree king ian uh thank you so much king gian king ian king gian okay what are you watching slash listening to this week so um again you brought up Kristen bell earlier i just finished veronica mars um, Whoa! Yeah, another show that um, my plus one and I have been like watching with each other. But I just finished all four seasons in the movie. Um, holy shit, is it some heavy stuff? But very Oof. good content. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like Kristen Bell is a national treasure, and I love her. And um, yeah. Um, but I finished that the same night I finished Upload on Amazon. And then right after that, um, I turned on uh, Comedy Central and the, fin- the series finale of The Office was on. So I just got a lot of, like, closing, like, feelings 
thrown at me in one night. Um, Dang. Yeah. Um, but all good shows. Um, Music-wise, I have been checking out um, the new Fiona Apple record, which I think is genius, and I absolutely love it. I highly recommend it. I love it. Um, I In my Apple Music discoveries, um, I came across a young man named Brian Dunn, um, and his music has been very singer-songwritery. Um, he's, he actually found out he grew up like 30 minutes away from me, so that's cool. Um, wow. Yeah, now he's like Brooklyn-based, and like, I've been checking out his music, and it's like really great, like, kind of that like coffee shop singer-songwriter feel um, that I've been really enjoying. And then um, my pals at Upstate just released a new single today, uh, the day that we're recording this, so check out Everything Changes by Upstate. Um, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I All of your suggestions, Ian, are always so strong. Like, I, I'm amazed at how much new music you consume. You are definitely someone who, like, has your finger on the pulse of all things, like, Americana rock, and I'm here for it. Thanks. I mean, like, it's... It's, it's difficult because, like, there's so much content out there, and, like... Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I, 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 it kind of just happens to me. Like, I'll just be in a situation, I'll be like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, that's kind of my vibe. And then, like, I'll just pick up on that. And, like, one thing, like, will lead to another. And, yeah. Yeah. So, we, are, yeah. we are certainly in a renaissance right now. I think so. Absolutely. The quarantinaissance. Exactly. The tinaissance. The quarantinaissance. The tinaissance. You said Tina Sonson, and I just keep on thinking of, like, Tina Turner just popping up everywhere after, like, the quarantine's over. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, question number four. Who was the last person you texted? Um, it was my mom. Hey, I, honeybee. Honeybee, she's doing great. She's making a lot of puzzles. Um, I getting love a lot of her. I just, I love her so much. Right? Like, she's great. Um, And so she asked me to um, add the New York Times cooking uh, to our subscription. So I was just uh, giving her that information. And yeah, and apparently it worked. So she's now, uh, she's got, she's equipped with some new recipes. That's crazy because I just followed NYT cooking today. Apparently it's like brilliant. So it is great. It is. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I can't wait to talk to her about that. Absolutely. I'm sure she would love that. Yeah, well, she's. I, I, I like everything she posts on social media, like actually absolutely everything. But if yeah. she starts posting about NYT cooking, I will be the first one in line. I'm going to let her know that. I'm sure she would love to hear that. Please do. Honeybee, you heard it from the horse's mouth. I love you. Heard. You heard. <laughs> All right, last question. One person living or dead whom you may or may not know who you would like to wish well this week. I'm going to wish well this week my cousin Jillian and my new cousin Laser because as of when we're recording this it hasn't happened yet but by the time this drops she will have uh, been she the two of them will have gotten married at a very small intimate uh, ceremony in Central Park that I was lucky enough to be invited to. Wow. So, yeah, so I'm going to be checking out a socially distanced very small uh, Central Park wedding, and um, welcome to the family, Laser. And I uh, wish you both the most and the best, and the brightest, and 
all the best things. Amazing. Mazel to the happy couple. Mazel. Mazel there will honey. be a rabbi. Whoa, crazy. Right? I mean, not crazy for a Jewish wedding. R- well, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and like book a, book a rabbi during this time. Uh, yeah, and like it's been a whole saga because like she was supposed to get married that day anyway, and um, they had to push the wedding back. So like the full thing isn't going to be until September, but like they're going to like tie the actual knot like so- real soon next week. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Wow! 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 Yeah. Going to a wedding during this time, like what a privilege! You're amazing. Right? Yeah, that is I mean, amazing. Masks, masks required. Masked wedding. The masked wedding. It's like the masked singer. Which I have gotten into, as per your suggestion. Oh. Whenever I can check it out, and I'm really into it whenever. Like, I always forget. But is Jesse McCartney the turtle? Apparently that's been a whole thing. I haven't kept up, but... I don't know. I don't know yet. I, at the point of this recording, I have not watched this week's Masked Singer, but people have been guessing that he is the turtle so we will find out soon right cool right um cool amazing are we ready for plugs let's plug it all right ian tell them about the show Uh, the show is at this week's thing on all the social medias um you can hashtag this week's thing this week's thing at gmail.com this week's thing.com um am i forgetting anything you are not Um, cool like comment subscribe Yes, please. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. Yes. And where can um, people find you, Claire? Oh, well, <laughs> now that you asked. <laughs> um, I'm at Claire Manship on IG, at Womanship on Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com, slash Julia Claire Manship. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at Ian, at Brodsky Ian on Facebook, and at ianjbrodsky.com. It gets more and more confusing the more times we have to say this stuff. It's so true. <laughs> All right. Well, buddy, I love you. I hope you have a safe week. I love you. Safe week to you. All right. And to you listeners at home, we are grateful for you and your safety and your health. We love you, listeners. We love you. I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And that was, and the, that thing was the thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. <laughs> closer. We were closer that time. We were closer that time. Goodbye. Bye. That was a Dapper Devil production, say...